Episode 37, Retail's Last Mile and Will Amazon Kill Local Businesses? Now, I've got to say this this conversation is probably one of the more important uh, ones for you guys to listen to. If you sell products at all in any any respect or even services, if you're any sort of business, you really need to be across the big e-commerce push and particularly in Australia where Amazon's about to enter our market, our uh, our guest today is an absolute expert in that side of things and the fulfillment piece of, of e-commerce and he, he lets us know things like... You know, what effects Amazon has had on other businesses around the world? Where do retail businesses specifically start in preparing for uh, the, the launch of Amazon in the market? How can we adapt and what are some of the opportunities that come from uh, from the e-commerce push and these new technologies? And much, much more. It's a, it's a very important one for you to listen to. Don't forget to go and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and enjoy this episode and let us know if you've got any questions. It's a really, really critical one. <laughs> Welcome to the Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location-based marketing tactics and technologies, so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is Jonathan Reeve. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Well, great to be here. Yeah, um, looking forward to the chat. You're on your way to an airport at the moment, so I really appreciate your time uh, stopping by the side of the road to to jump on the podcast and uh, share your knowledge. Now, Jonathan, for those of you who don't uh, haven't heard of him or don't know him, uh, he helps businesses master the art of e-commerce fulfillment. So that's the part, in my understanding, the part of buying online, uh, the online buying process that gets you know products from your website shopping cart to your customer's doorstep in in a cost-effective and, and profitable manner. So, um, you know, the, the traditional tr- shopping trip is being disrupted by, or well, gradually or maybe quickly by, by e-commerce, as we all know. Jonathan's had, I think, about 25 years experience in that space. He runs workshops, consults the brands and speaks on, on, on uh, topics like the arrival of Amazon uh, and, you know, uh, being in the Australian market, we're just about to learn all about that. So I'm excited to dive into um, Jonathan's thoughts on how Amazon's going to uh, potentially, you know, affect a lot of uh, lo- local businesses and and online businesses. Um, and he's also recently published a book, which I just bought on Amazon this morning, and I'm looking forward to reading, uh, called Retail's Last Mile, Why Online Shopping Will Exceed Our Wildest Predictions. So keen to hear uh, hear about that and, and why you think that will happen. But before we do that, Jonathan, it'd be great to get a little bit of um, background on, on you and, and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, to be honest, that was a pretty good summary you just gave me. You had a few years, <laughs> few years to my experience, but I'll take, All right. I'll take that. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think uh, you gave a pretty good summary there. I think my background was I spent a long time working in retail for retailers like Tesco, Coles, Aussie Farmers Direct, and mainly working in e-commerce in the operations part. And I guess what I saw over my my time in e-commerce was that fulfilment often got was often forgotten about a little bit. It was often the uh, what I'd call the poor cousin to mm. to marketing. But actually, over time, it's the part of e-commerce that is actually most essential to profitability and retaining your customers. Right. And I just saw again and again that we tended to forget that, and people just naturally tended to focus more on the marketing and the, the website and getting customers to buy. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I've now done is decided to set up on my own as I've got my own consulting business and 
doing different um, other things like workshops where I'm actually focusing on fulfillment because I felt that was the bit that often got forgotten about. Well, and, and that's, you know, uh, I, I know naturally my mind when I think e-commerce is oh, sexy mobile websites and make it easy to buy and, you know, shorten the, the, um, the friction between, in the shopping cart and that kind of thing. But uh, I guess as a, as a consumer and someone who doesn't deal with e-commerce uh, distribution and, and fulfillment much, you know, that that getting their products to the customer's door quickly and efficiently is, you know, is pretty key to, to your profitability. So I'd, I'd love to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just jump in there, Dave, yeah. because actually I think if it on for me, what, what is what almost my key message is that I think when we talk about e-commerce, everyone tends to focus on digital and digital transformation. But if you actually look at it from a customer's point of view, what is it they're really buying? What they're, re- what they're really buying is the convenience of getting yeah. the product delivered to the doorstep. And that's much more around a logistics and a physical challenge than it is the digital, digital challenge. Basically, people are looking to avoid going to the shops for lots of products that they could just as, they'd be just as happy getting them delivered to their door. I can only speak from experience. I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show, but uh, I literally, I look at the last 12 months and Domino's pizza. So I don't even like, really like Domino's pizza, right? It's unhealthy, it's crappy, but I've ordered it like 10 times as much as I normally would over the last year because they make the buying process easy and they can get food, even though it's crappy food, straight to my door within, you know, 30 30 minutes and I only have to push a couple of buttons. So... I'm kind of guessing that's what you're talking about here with with Amazon and and with these e-commerce giants. And like, I'm curious to know, uh, you know, with Amazon coming to Australia and expanding into other international markets, like what are some of the effects that you're seeing uh, in some of these markets from when, you know, a big giant like Amazon just, you know, um, plods into, into their space? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess to be clear on because how I see Amazon, I mean, the the shift online is happening anyway. You've quoted sort of Domino's there in food delivery. Yeah, I think what Amazon does though is they 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 raise the bar significantly. Yeah, and they they do that because I think you've hit on it again. There's there's really two secrets to get a e-commerce right. There's it's about making it simple to buy online, but it's then also about having cheap and convenient delivery to the doorstep. Yeah, and Amazon Amazon nails both of those, whereas. What you see with most e-commerce retailers, they might nail one or the other, but there's not many that actually nail both. Yeah. So, so what you see is, is as I said, a very significant raising of the bar when they enter the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other markets, what we're now seeing is where Amazon's established, it's got its um, offer up and running in a very wide range of products that can be delivered to your doorstep, typically in under two days, um, with a prime subscription service where you pay a one-off annual fee and then don't have to pay each time you get the delivery. Yeah. What we're now seeing is Amazon's taking up to sort of 50% of the growth um, in e-commerce, and, and that's starting to get wow. to be some very significant numbers. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I was I was going to ask you about numbers. What are some what are some pretty damning numbers apart from that taking 50% of share? Is there sort of industry specific stats that you know of that are um, the the interesting with that? Yeah, I think for me, well, the the, the, the most interesting number for me around e-commerce is just the relentless growth over a number of years. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if we go back to the year 2000, in most um, economies, e-commerce was around 1% of sales. Mm-hmm. It then doubled to 2% of sales in 2005. It then doubled again to around 4% of sales in 2010. It then doubled again to around 8% of sales in 2015. You spot the trend there. Yeah. Now, what I've seen over that time is people are continuously saying, oh, it's going to slow down, it's going to slow down, but it never has. And in fact, if you look at what's happening now, we're seeing even more innovation happening. And Amazon is not even here yet in Australia. Yeah. So my belief, and it's a little bit why I wrote the book, is that 
is is that e-commerce is just going to keep growing and growing and growing because for so many products and so many shopping trips it does a better job of what the customer's looking for which is just getting the getting the product yeah and i guess i'll give a produce to illustrate i'll give a i'll just give an example is if you if you think about everything that we buy in a week sure there's lots of products where we really value the experience you know, maybe you're going out, Dave, you've got a, a wedding on this weekend or a big occasion mm-hmm. and you want to go out and make sure you get a, um, you know, the right outfit. It really looks right. And you get some advice. You're always going to want to go to the shops for those sorts of trips. And Amazon's going to struggle with those. Okay. But there's lots of products we buy that are what I call replenishment products. It's the, you know, replacements for your dishwasher tablets, your batteries, your, you know, lots of the household items, lots of your sort of standard foods where you already know what you're going to buy. Yeah. You just go to the shop because you need to restock. Yeah. And for those sorts of products where you don't really need advice, it's all just about getting the product. Um, I see online shopping continue to take a bigger and bigger share. Right. So that's where that's where you know a lot of the local businesses are going to get the biggest punch in the in the guts in the, in those sort of industries. And, and it, it, it makes me think like, I wonder what I wonder you know is uh, will all retail move online and even service businesses move online or digitize in, in some form with the fulfillment bit because i know that you know um we, we had a episode a little while back with microsoft's uh perna perna Vergi, about uh, yep. augmented reality and and visual search and the way that we can even you, you mentioned wedding wedding outfits and stuff uh uh, try on wedding outfits in VR or in uh, augmented reality, and and that you know that's approaching you know just as good an experience as as, as driving down and talking to someone in, in a lot of ways. So it makes you think, wow, what 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 do you think really can't be replaced with with um with this big push to you know uh, online fulfillment and Amazon and these big giants? Yeah, so that's good. Um, yeah, good question. And clearly, my title of my book is why online shopping will exceed our wildest predictions because I do believe that technology is going to overcome a lot of the barriers um i actually think you mentioned around local businesses i actually think local businesses will continue to have a really strong role uh-huh. because they've because of the convenience of just being very close to the shops yeah you know the face-to-face service actually having that personal connection yeah i actually think a lot of the local businesses are probably best placed to survive the online um uh, okay. the growth of online mm-hmm. because they're they're actually meeting quite a different in many ways meeting quite a different need right. and then and then yeah anything that um where face-to-face or service makes a real difference, I think will continue to do well okay. um, in stores. I think online is always going to struggle struggle there. Okay. Do, um, I, I'm interested on that point. Do you have some, uh, I guess, examples around that? Because it's kind of counter, to, in my mind, it feels counterintuitive. And, and I know a lot of our, our um, listeners are location-based sort of businesses, local businesses that, you know, um, a little bit worried about Amazon coming, uh, especially in the retail um, sector. Uh, why, why do you why do you think? And, and what are some examples of businesses that are kind of thriving under this in, environment? And how, like, if I'm one of those businesses, how do I kind of uh, how do I start putting things in place to make myself as you know undisruptible as possible with this? Mm. Well, actually, there's a couple of I think a couple of points there. One is for for, for lots of small businesses, Amazon's going to provide a tremendous opportunity. And that opportunity is something yeah. called fulfillment by Amazon. So if you're, so again, if the sorts of businesses you're talking about, if they're, pro, you're talking about product-based businesses or they're mainly yeah. service I'm, businesses, I'm yeah. product, yeah. Yeah, so if you've got a product, then a lot of smaller businesses now would actually struggle to sell online because yeah. they just can't afford all the cost of actually setting up, um, and particularly the business of running fulfillment. 
Now, what Amazon's got is this um, service called Fulfillment by Amazon. It won't be in Australia straight away, but they'll actually take all the work of fulfillment mm-hmm. away from you. So obviously mm-hmm. you pay them for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I spoke recently to an entrepreneur in the States called Ryan Spar. He'd been selling on, um, on eBay for around 10 years, been struggling a little bit because of all the work that was associated with the f- fulfillment and return and mm-hmm. returns. As soon as he jumped onto fulfillment by Amazon, he just told me his business exploded because what was holding him back was all the time he was having to invest in, in, in delivery and talking to customers on the phone. He was able to hand all of that over to Amazon. To Amazon. It's the bit he didn't like and wasn't very necessarily that strong at. That allows him just to focus on finding good products and selling the products. Mm-hmm. And Amazon take care of fulfillment. So actually, Amazon is a tremendous opportunity, particularly for smaller businesses who, who maybe right now are struggling to get online or to really build a, a scale business online. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I know of a couple of businesses just in, in my town in Newcastle in Australia here who uh, jumped on the eBay uh, bandwagon you know, years ago and it literally uh, accounts for 80, 90% of their sales now. And and you're right, you know, it, it takes away a lot of that pain, a lot of that marketing um, challenge that, that they would have had trying to you know do it all through their own website, and uh, yeah. so so I guess it's exciting for that point of view. What, what about what about like service based businesses? You know, are they kind of a little bit safe from from uh, from the Amazon and the you know the um, the e commerce of the movement? Yeah, I mean overall, yes. I mean obviously Amazon's. Um, I think a lot of you listeners know they do have various services based businesses like their cloud, um, their cloud business. Um, but yeah, generally Amazon is it's all about products yeah. that can be fulfilled to the doorstep. So it's generally around around products and getting those to the doorstep. Yeah. Just to um, actually, just to expand just on that performed by Amazon. Just I guess just to make clear why it's different to eBay. I guess the 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 it's similar to eBay in that you're on a marketplace. But the difference with fulfillment by Amazon is that with uh, an eBay business, you would still be sort of taking care of the dispatch of products yourselves right. okay. to be oh, the customer service. With the film by Amazon, you hand all of that over, so you can quite literally um, buy a, a source and product, ship the product to Amazon's warehouse, and they'll just take care of all the fulfillment and the customer service. So it just again is another level of freedom in terms of you allowing you to yeah. to run a business. There you go. I, I thought that eBay would have been all over that by now. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. So I'm sure they I'm, again. I wouldn't be claim to be close to eBay, but I'm sure yeah. they're considering it. But um, yeah. yeah, it just hasn't. Their model has always been a purely virtual model, and that's where Amazon's been able to jump in. And yeah. um, fulfillment by Amazon is now is now the most profitable part of their business. Yeah, yeah, bet far out. So, like, do you think this movement's been uh, quicker or slower than than expected? Because Amazon's been around for like twenty odd years, right? Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's a really interesting story, Amazon. And anyone who's who's um, would like to find out more, there's a book I recommend called The Everything Store by Brad Stone that really goes back to well, back to the founders, um, Jeff Bezos' childhood and, and mm. goes through his whole story. But, um, yeah, Amazon was actually founded in the early 1990s and probably the story's worth telling because it's quite, it's quite interesting and actually quite revealing. Jeff Bezos was, a, uh, was a, a Wall Street investment banker in the early 1990s and his job was to research stocks um, and make investments. And as he was doing his res- uh, research, he spotted that the growth in, in what was then called the World Wide Web it was growing exponentially year on year, and he'd never seen growth like it in any yeah. other situation. <laughs> so he realized there must be a business opportunity in, in it. So he quit his job as a Wall Street investment banker. It was highly paid, basically sold up, and he, he, he sat down, you know, quite literally with a piece of paper, and he mapped out all the different um, uh, categories that he could sell on, online. 
So he had the books, toys, electronics. Anyway, he settled on, on books. And the reason he settled on books was that when he worked it out, it was actually the most suitable category to go online because in books, the book category, there's literally millions of titles. There's more than any physical bookstore can ever hold. Yeah. So an online bookstore starts with an automatic advantage over a physical bookstore. And then on top of that, books are actually fairly easy to put in the mail. And they're all the similar size, right? It's not like there's different packaging you know, requirements and that kind of thing. Exactly. So he, that very first version of Amazon, it was, at, it was literally in his garage. So there was him, his wife, I think a couple of coders. They were based in the garage. They would order the books from a book distributor. They would, um, and when the books arrived, they would talk down tools from the website and go and repack the books and put them into the U.S. Postal Service. It was literally that simple. And, the, and the, I guess the key point about that is he's always taken this approach of focusing on fulfillment and working out what would be the simplest and cheapest way to fulfill. And then what he's done since is continuously evolved and changed his model as he's moved into different categories. But each time thinking really, really hard about what is the best way to fulfill the, this category that we're going to move into. Yeah, right. And so so for businesses that like uh, you, you talk to, obviously, a lot of brands and businesses in, in you know, a lot of countries. Uh are they largely aware of this movement and are they moving quick enough to keep up or do you think some are just like oblivious to, to the threat? Yeah, I, th- I think it, I, I think it's really tough in Australia because Amazon really isn't here. So when I talk to people who use Amazon, a few people use it for Kindle. Yeah, uh, Quite a few people actually use it for buying presents. I know I use it myself for buying presents for, you know, my, uh, my nephews in the UK but actually not many people have used it as a customer. So there's people really sort of lack that understanding of how it works. So I definitely do think people are a little bit um, underestimating the impact it's going to have mm-hmm. because they're just not familiar with it as a customer. Right. I think on top of that, the other incredible thing about Amazon which not be, is, is just the pace of change. Yeah. So you can look at what they're doing now, but you might be completely missing their next level of innovation because they're continuously um, investing a lot of money into R&D. And I think yeah. a good example now that's starting to get attention in other countries, but I think a lot of people here would just not be aware of is voice ordering. So Amazon's now got a device called the Echo okay. that's very yep. popular in, in other markets. It sits in your home and it allows you to just say, for example, if you've run low on makeup product washing powder, you know, just add some washing powder to my next delivery. Is That is completely transforming the shopping experience because <laughs> it's moving the, if you're a traditional retailer, it's almost impossible for you to compete because you're not unless you unless you've got your own uh, voice activated device in the home which you haven't yeah. um it's very very hard to compete with that absolutely and and you can see where that can come into uh into the service service sector as well because if you you know if you if your house is dirty for example uh and you need to hire a cleaner off airtask or whatever site and and you can just say hey you know house is clean um find me the cheapest best cleaner near me and get them here you know, tomorrow, uh, it's going to completely change that, that, that buying process. So it's going to be kind of exciting to see how that rolls out. Do, do, do that, do Amazon tend to have like, um, a standard set of categories that they attack a new market with, you know, do they start somewhere or do they just come in with, with everything, um, from the get go? Yes. It's, um, probably less, less categories and more their business model. So Amazon's, yeah. there's several different ways you can shop with Amazon. So, the way they're going to start off in Australia, and they've announced this publicly, is what's called the Amazon Marketplace. Mm-hmm. So that is where third-party sellers are selling through Amazon. It's a little bit like eBay. And also at the start, they're not going to be um, offering fulfillment by Amazon. They'll just be using the existing carriers and um, 
within the market. Mm-hmm. What we'll then expect to see over time is they'll start to then build on that and develop them more com- as they develop their intra- infrastructure, develop more complex services. You know, and, and ultimately, their long-term goal um, will be to move into areas like Amazon Fresh. Yeah. But, you know, the f- delivering fresh, because I've worked in that business myself, is very complex, very costly, very hard to get right. So it's likely that'll be the sort of final category they'll they'll move into. But it's that, definitely there. That's like fresh food, fresh food delivery, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say fresh, so that's milk, meat, yeah. fruit and veg. You know, they've sort of struggled with that in the wow. rest of the world for a number of years because it mm-hmm. is so tough to, to get right. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, some of your listeners may know they've just bought Whole Foods in the U.S., yeah, which is that. one of the uh, sort of premium fresh food grocery retailers and that's um i think yeah just a sign of their intent to 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 um, take on the fresh categories as well as the uh, traditional ones look out walmart <laughs> yeah yeah no it'd be very um wow. well i think walmart already is extremely uh, already is extremely nervous after yeah. yeah for a number of years basically completely underestimating the mm-hmm. the impact of online i think actually i'll just touch on that because it features in my book and i think it's quite an interesting story walmart for and i actually worked in the states in 2003 2004 in online for a company called Safeway.com, and I was really surprised that Walmart had no online offer to, to speak of, certainly no home delivery offer. And all that time, Amazon was working away on it on its offer, and Walmart's reasoning was actually pretty simple. It was, we just can't see a way to make money on this. Yeah. And they fell into what I call the classic sort of trap of disruption, which is they were focusing too much on their own profitability yeah. and not on what their customers really wanted. Yeah. And what Amazon and the other companies were focusing on is, well, actually, we can see how online satisfies something that customers are looking for, which is basically we don't want to go to the shops for a lot of products that we need to buy. Mm. And we're going to work away at it until we can find a way to make money. And Walmart basically lost, I would say, sort of 10 to 15 years because it focused on its own profitability rather than really thinking hard about what was good for its customers. It's uh, That's a really interesting point. And, and you know, uh, especially for a funded business, you know, with cash in the bank like like Walmart. And, and we've kind of learned, we've learned a similar lesson with with, uh, with Camplify um, starting this, this RV sharing site. You know, um, you don't start off being profitable from day one. If you focus on trying to make money from the first booking or the first sale, it's probably it's probably not going to happen so you got to look at that that long-term goal and i know that you know there's there's business especially small businesses out there that may not may not understand how how do we you know how do we um squeeze profit out of these online channels um and, and compete with you know potential um uh, potentially low lower price competitors um is your advice to kind of um you know just just jump in and just figure it out or or is it you know, do we figure out, can you be profitable from, from the get-go when you're just venturing into this world? Yeah, a bit of a, I guess, a tricky one to answer because I think a little bit depend on each yeah. on each situation. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Amazon's a classic story of over, he's got an extremely long-term view. You know, some would say 40, he's taking a 40 or 50-year view, whereas most retailers are taking a sort of one to three-year view. <laughs> what, what he's had for a long time, he was on his own there and people didn't really believe him. What you see now is, investors have, have actually cottoned on that maybe Amazon is onto something and now that's just pushed the value of the stock up and I think what Amazon well no Amazon is now worth twice as much as Walmart. You wow. know, it's incredible just an incredible transformation of Walmart for a long time was by far the most valuable retailer in the world. Yeah. And I guess I guess your your question, Dave, is obviously you need to if you're gonna um have an unprofitable business for a number of years, you need investors who are who mm. buy into your 
buy into your story. But there's definitely some sectors where, particularly sectors where there can only be one winner, mm-hmm. um, where then a long-term play definitely does make sense. Right. So I, I know I know we're a little bit short of time with you on the way to the airport, Jonathan. But I think you know um, everything you've told us so far is extremely valuable. And anyone that is selling anything <laughs> needs to needs to listen to what you've said and and read your book. I reckon I'm going to read it and uh, and share as much knowledge that I learned from it. Um, before we before we hook into, we've got a little segment at the end that I didn't tell you about. But before we do that, is there any other trends in e-commerce or online shopping technology that that you you find exciting or people might not be aware of? Um, oh, that's a uh, you hit me with a surprise one there. I think the um, yeah, I think I think the one that to me is really going to start getting people's attention in the next few years is voice um, using voice to order, uh-huh. and then the next generation of that, which is um, technology or, or company retailers using the information they have about you to predict what you're going to need without you even needing to place the order. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give the example of some of the items we talked about, you know, your household staple items. It, com- retailers like Amazon potentially got enough information to predict when you're going to need restocking on dishwasher tablets or mm. you know, batteries or even fresh food items, particularly as, yep. particularly as we will in, move into a world where um, you know, devices can can actually sort of talk as well. So your your dishwasher can can sort of report that it's been through fifty cycles. And if the retailer knows when you last bought a pack of forty eight dishwasher tablets, is then able to predict when you'll need the next one. So that is moving to what I call a world of effortless shopping, yeah. because product will just turn up on your doorstep. You won't even know that you needed. You won't even need to think about it, and it'll just turn up on your doorstep, ready for you to use. And and that is to me the scale of Amazon's ambition with with retail. Look at how much it's looking to transform it. Because if it can pull that one off, it's going to be um, yeah, it's just going to turn the shopping experience upside down for for many products. Wow, it definitely is. <laughs> looking forward to seeing it happen. But uh, yeah, um, we got to move quickly, right? Uh, speaking of moving quickly, again, I know I know you're short of time, so we usually have fourteen quick fire questions, Jonathan. I didn't tell you about that. Uh, are designed to uh, help our audience get to know you a little better. I'm just going to cut that down to five of my favourites, if that's all right. Uh, given the yeah, go on then, Dave. Yeah, you've hit, you've hit. yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> all right, first one. What was your first job, and why didn't you stick to it? Um, actually, that's a great. That's a good question for me because I was um, I was actually a uh, cleaned toilets and um, <laughs> bedrooms in my uh, backpackers hostel. In uh, when I was backpacking in Australia ah. in St Kilda 25 years ago, I didn't stick to it because I had to get back on the plane back to the UK. Otherwise, you would have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you most proud of? Yeah, my uh, proudest experience, I guess, as a um, if I pick a professional experience, was for, I've typically worked in what I call corporate roles, but for a few years I actually managed a um, a supermarket um, in North London, and I guess that was the experience I was most proud of because it was a completely different challenge mm-hmm. for. For someone like me, you'd always been working in uh, Excel and um, on computers to actually go and get to work with a really large team. And we actually um, got some really good results in the two or three years I was in that store. So that's something I'm most proud of because it was such a different challenge for me. Cool. Uh, Favourite band or musician? Oh, um, actually, right now I have to, um, I'd probably go to the uh, the Rolling Stones. So actually, oh, like the, uh, you added a few years onto my age <laughs> with my, uh, so I can't remember when they were first around. But yeah, I do like the, uh, do like the Rolling <laughs> Rolling Stones. Don't worry, I'm getting some grey hairs too. I'm only only 32. Um, What is something weird that you used to do as a kid? Um, 
Oh, that's a good. Uh, oh, we've got you hitting with a few tricky ones do, here. Do um, <laughs> I actually used to work um, probably as a kid. I probably worked. I worked too hard, so I was extremely academic as a kid. I'm not sure if you'd consider that weird, but um, <laughs> I've I've I worked very very hard when I was sort of 17 or 18. I had this ambition to get to into Cambridge University. So I, uh, when all my friends were sort of out enjoying myself, I was beavering away at um, at home working at my books. So that's probably um, probably one thing I would. Uh, I can think of. Well, it uh, sounds like it's paying off. And w- w- what's been the uh, best piece of res- uh, of advice that you've ever received? Yeah, I think from a um, from a again from a work perspective, it was probably when I went out to that and spent that time in working in a retail store. It's just to really get to know the team members who do actually do the work. Mm-hmm. And this again comes to you know an online retail offer talking about strategy and and everything else. But a- actually, the secret for the companies that do well in online retail and deliver that great fulfillment experience often it just comes down to the basics of they they really understand their team members they understand the challenges they face in their day-to-day jobs and then they build a business that actually um helps them do their jobs better and more simply yep last question what do you love most about yourself jonathan reeve um (laughs) actually right now i'm I'm very happy with my my family so i've um i've ended up in um very happy living in with my family in uh Coming from the UK, I'm sort of a big. Um, I was a big fan of the UK, but now I'm living in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't possibly be happier about the place I've um, I've ended up living in uh, in Bayside, Melbourne. Well, mate, you and your family are very very welcome here as long as you like. And I just want to acknowledge you uh, for for taking the time today. Uh, I know I know you're a busy man, and sharing your knowledge about this big e-commerce push that's been happening for a while and is just about to get really intense in Australia. I can feel it and, and a lot of other international markets. So, um, you know, thank you for, for sharing uh, what's in your brain. And I really do recommend, even though I haven't read the book yet, I literally ordered it on Amazon this morning. Retail's Last Mile, Why Online Shopping Will Exceed Our Wildest Predictions by Jonathan Reeve. Check it out, um, guys. You can also catch him at jonathanreeve.com.au and on LinkedIn, we'll, we'll link stuff up in the notes. Is there any any other places people can reach you if they've got questions, Jonathan? Yeah, no, just go through. Um, yeah, the website's probably the best bet, or feel free to drop me a, um, a LinkedIn connection. I'll also add you to my – I've got a, a newsletter I send out every two or three weeks with Amazon updates, so yep. I'll add you to that list as well and if you drop me a note on LinkedIn. I saw you've also got some uh, some workshops for uh, in Australia for, for businesses looking to get their head around Amazon. I think there was a one-day workshop, so, so check that out, guys. If you're selling any products, uh, especially products in Australia especially or anywhere, um, you know, you've got to be across this stuff. Um, and you know I, I just want to thank you again Jonathan and hopefully we'll, we can chat again in maybe a year or so and, and reflect on what's happened and, and uh, how Amazon's actually affected businesses in, in Australia and around the world even more yeah we'd love to Dave thanks a lot for, uh, for having me on the show cool well thanks again and uh, yeah enjoy enjoy your flight safe trip cheers right. thanks see you mate bye Yes, you. 
If you've listened all the way to the end of this episode, I think it means that you've got some value out of it. I hope so. In return, we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever. Just search the location station. And don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff. Fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. And I'm not whispering because I want you to keep this podcast a secret. Please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable. Now go on, go and action some of the stuff that we learned today. I'll see you on the next episode.